Hello? Anna? Are you there? I'm here. Okay. Is your cool microphone thing not working today? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. I took out the microphone things because they were not working. Okay. Okay. Why? I don't know. Turn you up. Are you officially here? I am officially here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yay! Wow. We must sound like we're about 4,000 years old. <laughs> Some days <laughs> I feel like it. Yeah. I'm like, what's technology? How does it work? Yeah. Like, I plugged in these microphones to, like, my work laptop, mm-hmm. but I'm using my home laptop right now, okay. and apparently the microphone pieces were just like, I don't know. No, I don't know what you're talking to. Who do you <laughs> want to talk to? You want to hear her? Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. For yourself. So sad. So sad. <laughs> well, welcome to Northern Frights. Welcome, everybody. It's only been a month since we last recorded, but, you know, it's because the world's crazy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, you're you're Anna. I'm Anna, and you are. You're Alyssa, and we're Northern Frights, the podcast that talks about spooky, true crime, spookiness in the Midwest. Midwest. Midwestern region. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say, when I was working, before I got, like, everything set up, I had the TV on in the background, and I wasn't really paying attention to it, because I also had my Kindle on watching a TV show on at the same time, Yeah. (laughs) and I looked up at the regular TV, and before, it was, like, this show, it's, like, veterinarian show on, like, National Geographic, Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it was like this world's deadliest show, and it was this like sea lion just like hunting down this t- poor tiny penguin uh, on land, and I was like, ah! <laughs> during the channel, I like ran over and like was like smashing the remote, just like please, I don't want to watch this poor critter die. <laughs> yeah, we know it exists, we just don't want to see it. Exactly. <laughs> Nature happens. I just don't want to watch it happen. Yes, I hear you. Yeah. Well, How's it going? Like, I am good here. Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sort of bummed out. It's going to be cold for like the next week. Yeah. Next weekend it's supposed to be really nice. Okay. But this weekend it's supposed to be like. I think it's like 50s tomorrow and rain and then rain Sunday or something like that. Yeah, I got an alert. It might snow. Absolutely not. And I was no. like, what? No. No. I'm, I'm guessing it would be overnight because those were the only temperatures that would be cold enough for it. Yeah. But I'm like, would, oh, man. That's yeah. It's like, it's just, that's too much trauma for 2020 to have snow in May. It really is. We need to just level out, have like 60 to 70 degree weather mm-hmm. for like the rest of the, all the way up to fall. Like, let's just have normal Perfect. something yeah. in our life. Yeah. <laughs> it may just be like 70s, like low 70s through the rest of the summer. That'd yeah. be fine. Yeah. I could handle that. Mm-hmm. There was something I was going to tell you. Oh, have I told you about the nightmares I've been having lately? I don't think so. Okay, so like for like the past three weeks, I've had a nightmare at least once a week, mm. and it's always like gotten to the point where it's like woken me up, and I feel like I've seen like a shadow near my bed mm. when I wake up and I scream and I like turn my light on. Like one night, I had this nightmare that there was like something in our basement. And I'm, like, shutting all these doors. And there's only, like, one door in our basement. So I'm, like, I don't know where these doors are coming from. But I'm <laughs> shutting all these doors. Okay. And keep seeing this, like, shadow coming towards me. I go up the stairs. Bandit's, like, down in there. And I'm, like, come on, Bandit. We got to go. Like, come on. And she's, like, why? And I get up to the top of the stairs. And I do, like, the sign of the cross. Just, like, at the top of the stairs. Yeah. And, and then when I, like, woke myself up, it looked like there was this, like, big figure standing next to my bed with horns 
so, I was just like, I screamed, obviously, and then I turned my light on, and I was like, I guess I'll just like sleep here with the light on for the rest of the night. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be hard to recover from. Yeah. I do think that I slept like on the couch the next night because I was like, I don't want to go upstairs. No. Need a break from that area. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I think Go ahead. I was just gonna say and then my my Fitbit app told me that my my time of the month should start today. So I was like, well that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together. Make sense now. <laughs> The joys of womanhood. Well, congrats, Anna. (laughs) (laughs) It is. The emotional part is the funniest. I mean, it's not, but you have to laugh about it. Yeah. When you're going through it, it's like the most realist thing ever. Yeah. And if you can reflect back, you're like, why though? Like, yeah. why, why did I have to do all that? Why did we have to be go through this? Why was I a monster? <laughs> <laughs> That's my question to myself every day. <laughs> like, I, I texted my cousin Malia, was mm-hmm. it last week or the week before? And we were watching, like, some, like, ghost show on TV. And I was like, hey, do you remember that video? I texted this to her. I'm like, do you remember that video we watched on YouTube where it's, like, this guy and he's got his, like, the pantry door. And he thinks there's something in there. And the door starts open. And he shuts it. And his face comes up against the window and, like, stares at him with his hands up. And she was like, thank you. (laughs) Did she remember? She did. She was like, thanks. I didn't need to sleep tonight, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is it a scary one? It's so creepy. I can't. I'm trying to remember the name of it. If you look up like ghost pantry door video, okay, you should find it. It's very creepy. I think there was like a documentary about it too. Ghost pantry door window? Yeah. Because when he opens the door back up, there's nobody inside. Mm. All right. On the YouTubes? On the YouTubes. You know, I don't like to sleep either. So this will be good. There you go. <laughs> so if you're everybody if you're getting too much sleep and you need to uh no longer sleep watch that video that sounds good maybe right. i can link it in our notes or yeah something. i'm pretty sure we were like in high school when we were watching it and we were just like by ourselves in her basement watching a bunch of scary videos we saw it and we're just like Whoa! isn't that so funny how like courageous we were as youth mm-hmm and then now looking back, you're like, why would I look at like that stuff or watch this movie? Like it scares yeah. me as an adult. <laughs> yeah. We watched like, do you know do you remember the movie or have you ever seen the movie? What is it called? Is it Wait Until Dark? It's with Audrey Hepburn. Oh no, probably uh, not. Okay, so she plays a blind woman and it's not a horror movie, but it's got this scene in it where she's so she's blind and she's gotten this I think it's like a doll or something that has jewels or some like stolen materials hidden inside oh it's drugs it was drugs hidden inside the doll okay by accident and so these like thieves are in her house trying to get it back from her and she's like trying to get away from them because she knows that they're there because she could like hear them but there's where she's in like her living room and she's standing there and there's like this entryway into like another part of her apartment that's pitch black on that side. And she starts walking and all of a sudden one of the bad guys jumps out at her from the dark to like grab her. Oh geez. We screamed so hard. <laughs> that scene. Well it's like that'd be terrifying as a seeing person. Yeah. Much less a blind, blind person. Yeah. You're just oh like, god. oh my god. No. no. Well, um, as you said, it's a new month. Like, we haven't recorded in about a month. Mm -hmm. And what does a new month mean? Do you know? What does a new month mean? Yeah. There's going to be some new error coming for 2020. (laughs) Well, I hope not. (laughs) But it means I got a new MUFON. Yeah, I have more stats for you. Please proceed. All right. So these are four 
sightings reported in April 2020. Excellent. There were 1,026 new sightings. Mm -hmm. Um, The U.S. had 770, so obviously the bulk of them. Yeah. Um, Of our listeners that we have, there were four in Ireland, Mm. seven in France, Mm. and nine in Australia. Nice. Good job. And Yeah. And then being that we're in the Midwest, um, 75 of those happened in the Midwest. Mm. Were there any here? I did not. In Minnesota, yes. So I did all the states we typically cover. And um, I think of the ones here, Iowa was the one with the more, with the most for the Midwest, which is interesting. That's, that's pretty likely. It's Iowa. They're weird. They've got a lot of corn. Lots of zooming around with like nothing to see you, probably. Yep. (laughs) All right. So, other things that are interesting is uh, the top three UFO shapes. Mm, Okay. And the top three were starlight, or no, I'm sorry, starlight. (laughs) Starlight, star bright. Starlight, star bright. Um, Circle, mm-hmm. and lastly, spherical. Mm. Most of them, um, UFOs that were sighted were over a mile away. Mm-hmm. And there were 28 landings, hoverings, or takeoffs, mm. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And my favorite stat of all is there were 35 entities observed. Yes. And I think in our first um, discussion about these newsletters is we are hoping to find out more information about the entities. Yes. Um, But I didn't um, find that yet. Over the last month or so, I've been looking through MUFON's website. And A, it's hard to navigate. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, I think you'd have to go case by case to find it. There's not a cool little link mm. um, that talks about them. Sure. So that's a, a big bummer. Yeah, fun, fun. And then as we did last last time, there were 10 new field investigators. Congrats. Welcome. Oh, um, unfortunately, there were no Midwest ones. I was hoping to find somebody and I could Google their name and see more about them. But <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Where do you live? Who what are you? Exactly. But none yet. I'm sure there'll be some that come up. Mm-hmm. So there's our move font st- uh, stats. Yes. Did you see that the Pentagon has released those videos? I did. I think that came out a while ago and I have not looked at it. Did you? Um, like the videos themselves, or yeah, yeah. So yes, I have seen them, and they're it's very weird because there was I think they actually were shown on paranormal caught on camera before they started re- like being like yeah they're they're real, um, and it's just like this like weird tic tac shape in the sky, and they're whipping around super fast, and people like like, you can hear the pilots and they're just like what in the hell is that (laughs) oh i'll have to check it out i haven't i've seen i've come across it many times but i've just not looked at it it's pretty great i think it's my weird aversion to like not look at things that are popular (laughs) i like to wait until things are like super not cool to do them so (laughs) give it about 10 years and then tell everybody about it yeah Exactly. And I'll be like, you guys, did you see this? And they're like, oh, is there new news? Yeah. No, actually. Oh, we're not about it? No. I just learned about it. I mean, I, I don't know if I told you, but I just got a pager. <laughs> Congratulations. How yeah. your, I'll how, give you my number. How's your uh, Tamagotchi doing? <laughs> exactly. Um, I actually do want one of those. <laughs> they're very um, much like an actual child, but not. Because like, you have to take care of them. You have to feed them all the time. You do. And clean up after them. Yeah. They're quite a lot of work. Yeah. When did I have one back in the day? And I, I don't know if I forgot about it or what, but then all of a sudden I, like, I found it and I was like, oops. That thing dead. <laughs> that is for sure dead. And then it's all sad yeah. and you're like depressed. Oh my God, I killed my baby. <laughs> 
bummer. <laughs> but I think they did re-release those. I've been thinking about it, but yeah. it is a lot of work. So I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I, if I wanted to do it, I'd want to just do it casually. That's my same thought about children as well. <laughs> I have one. I just wanted to be a casual relationship with my <laughs> Can you just come over when you're fun? Because that'd be great. Can you just come over when you're like 18? I don't have to take care of you anymore. That'd be great. Good luck. But not only that, but also have like a, a deep um, connections as if you did right Yeah. Them. Yeah, they're like, come on. So that you could. Mm hmm. All right, I have some other things here, okay. quick. Um, how are you doing on Killers of the Flower? Um, my subscription ended, and I got about a third of the way through it, so not well. Not well? <laughs> Did you not like it? or? No, I liked it. I think it was just at some point. I started a different book at the oh, same yeah. time, and that kind of just turned into a time suck, so. Yeah. Um, well, I finished it, and if you ever want to chat about it, which I hope we do a little yeah. bit at least, um, should we do it next episode? Sure. And then people have uh, until next time to at least uh, start. Yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> it could be another month, cool. you guys. I have a lot of fun cases coming mm. up. But, um, all right, then lastly, <laughs> what I have is... Um, We've talked about how the TV show on A&E called Accused, Guilty, or Innocent. Um, They do have a few descriptions slash episodes already released. But um, the first three are not uh, the one from Iowa. So I'm going to keep an eye out on the future ones. And I'll just let you guys know if I come across the one that I believe was in the previews that they showed. Okay. Yeah. I remember. I was just going to say, we were watching Ghost yeah. Hunters, and the commercial for it came on, I saw the guy, and he's just like, my dad accused me of killing my mom, and I was like, ooh. Yes. That's who I think it is, and obviously, I don't know what he looks like and yeah. stuff, but I was like, it has to be, like, there's, I'm sure there's other cases, mm-hmm. but didn't he say something about that he sued me? I don't remember that part. Okay. I don't know if they gave us that, okay. all that information, that commercial. But yeah, so I'll keep an eye out, and if it, we come across it, I'll, I'll let you guys yes. know. Good. All right. All right. Now, who wants to go first? Should we do rock, paper, scissors again? Okay. Yes. One, two, paper. I also got paper. Okay. One, two, rock. Scissors. Oh, you beat me again. Oh, I won. Oh, yay, yay, yay. <laughs> okay. So being that I spent a lot of time on MUFON, mm-hmm. I decided to find a cool um, case from their files. Okay. So all of the information for my sources is from uh, minnesotamufon.org, or I'm sorry, mnmufon.org. Mm-hmm. And it's about a case of an entity who uh, the witness named Marcus. And this uh, event happened in September of 1995. And my understanding is that this was more of a reflection back on it. So it wasn't reported um, right off the bat. It was after she had a few episodes or um, contacts or whatever that she um, finally reported some of her uh, incidences. So just to be be clear. This person yes. named their alien Marcus. I think it comes up in the okay. report, and if it doesn't, I will talk about it. But um, let me let me see here. I think she understood his name to be Marcus, but we we will read through it and, and yeah. see. Okay, I'm pretty sure she thought his name was Marcus. So. <laughs> I just like how it's just you know, like this like oh. white guy name Marcus. <laughs> Well, here, right at the beginning, it says she was told in a nonverbal manner that his name was Marcus. Okay. Okay. Yep. So she was somehow communicated to. All right. So to start, this happened in 1995. His name is Marcus. Mm -hmm. It happened around September of 1995. It um, happened in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. 
and <laughs> the incident took place in the master bedroom of the witness's mm-hmm. house. Yeah. So along with all of these reports, they have classifications of things. And um, this one came with three classifications. It was A and 3, which are anomalies with associated entities. And entities can be ghosts, yetis, spirits, elves, etc. So it's an A and 3, as well as a CE3, which are entities that have been observed on the UFO. And lastly, it's a CE4. The witness has been abducted. Oh, yeah, baby. Ooh, yes. And then I'm not quite sure how to read this part, but it says significance. Moderate to high in context of her other experiences. So I'd, I'm not sure what significance means. I, I tried to parcel it out. What does that actually mean? And I, I can't. It's significant it because his name is Marcus. There we go. All right. So the witness, here's her account. And I'm going to read it pretty much word for word. I did cut some things out that didn't make a lot of sense. Um, But otherwise, it is intact. All right. The witness was awakened to see an entity in the form of a humanoid male floating to the right side of the foot of her bed. She indicated that when she saw the entity, she knew that it was male and that she knew who he was. She was told in a nonverbal manner that his name was Marcus and he was there for her. (laughs) She felt their their relationship in some way was very Mm -hmm. close. And then there is a, a drawing of what she understood Marcus to look like. Yes. And if you want to see it, I can send it. Can you can you give a description of it? <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And I think it actually does go into description, okay. but I'm going to give my own <laughs> own uh, yes. description of it. So um, there's no facial features on here, but um, it's a person basically prone. Is that where they're laying like with their arms um, to their side? Yeah, forward? I think so. Except for his arms are... Um, out as if he's asking for something like two mm-hmm. hands outward and their hair is very long like shoulder length and they have bangs <laughs> <laughs> Marcus's arms look very muscular and <laughs> he appears to have some kind of shirt um, but very little like that only covers like the is it deltoids like right at the top He's of the crop arm? Top on. Yeah, crop top. It could be. <laughs> I unfortunately can't tell you that detail because it looks like he also has like a breastplate or at least a shirt design that covers his entire okay. torso. And there's a line that goes right down the center of his chest and right uh, at the center of, near your heart, at the center of your chest there, there's a circle with a triangle mm-hmm. inside of it. And then there's um, horizontal dashes that come down the breastplate thingy. Isn't it? And then he has what looks like a belt with a, some kind of tool hanging off the side of it. And then what looks like maybe leggings because they're rather skin tight yeah. pants. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> And they are a little too tight. For <laughs> Marcus just likes to dress up. He looks really fancy. I would say if I had to place him, I'd say like 80s style. Okay. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Remember from the movie <laughs> Superstar? When she yes. talks to like Will Ferrell as Jesus? Oh, That's I, what oh, I can yeah. picture my <laughs> Now that I'm looking, it looks like straps are on his um, upper arms as like sort of a backpack thing, but I don't know what okay. that is. All right, that's his description. And then here's the rest of her account. So she described, oh, here we go. She described the entity as being tall and approximately human in mm-hmm. appearance, but with a cat-like face. <laughs> 
She described his appearance as, quote, a cross between Worf on mm-hmm. Star Trek and the Beast of Vincent in the TV show Beauty and the Beast, unquote. <laughs> okay. He appeared to be dressed in a manner that suggested to her a military officer from an earlier time period with an apparent breastplate arranged in a chevron design. Okay. So she says that a lot better than I did. (laughs) Okay, so the entity held his hands out to her, palms up, and she was instinctively new to put her hands Mm -hmm. in his. She indicated that when she, oh, then she rose up. Wait, let me re-say that. She indicated that she then rose up and he pulled her closer to him. And then the field officer or whatever he's called um, made a note of their own. And it says, note, she indicates that she was under the covers when the entity appeared. If this was a physical movement, it is not clear how the bed covers were moved. And I was like, ooh, interesting. At that point, she felt that they were within a ball of light and as if they were dancing. She didn't remember any sound and was not sure whether or not they were still within the room, but felt that there was enough space or was not enough space within the room to have danced in the manner which they presently were. Thus, she feels that they must have been somewhere else yeah. while this union, um, <laughs> what? Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, while this interaction occurred, she indicates that this dance felt more like a complete spiritual union than a physical motion to music. Okay, that makes sense. Um, she did not feel that there was any music present, though. Even though they were mm-hmm. dancing. It was Uni-ing. just the music in their hearts. In their hearts singing. Um, the interaction concluded and she indicates that she knew that Marcus had to go. She felt that he had come to bring her some form of notification to her about events to occur. Another field officer or field investigator note. It was not clear what the actual terminating event of the encounter was. If a dream, did she wake up or transition to another dream? If not, then it is not clear when and how she was returned to bed. And it was not clear in the witness's memory. All right. So then the aftermath. This event appears to have um, been the start of her consciously remembered experiences. She indicates that since that time, she has been very interested in spiritual topics, reading extensively in the area of religion and spirituality, with subsequent interest in the field of UFOs and close encounters. So that's, it goes on a little bit, but um, that's basically the report she gave for September of 95. All right, now... This one is the same person, same mm-hmm. woman, I'm assuming. And it's another incident she has. They labeled this one pulled out of bed. Ooh. This one happened early to mid-November of 96, so approximately okay. a year later. It's the same um, area of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And the classifications are A and four witness interaction with A and I'm sorry with A and three entities. So an A and four means near death experiences, religious miracles, and and visions, and out of body experiences. And then they also classified it as a CE four, which is witness has been abducted. She's got a lot going on. She does. And then this significance was moderate to high. All right, so here we go. The witness was lying in bed. Um, the investigator said she sleeps on the right side of the bed. She was asleep when she was awakened by something touching her on the shoulder. Another note. She was not sure which shoulder, but she thinks she was lying on the right side. The touch was par- probably on the left. Okay, she indicates that she felt a presence on the right a presence on the right side of the bed next to the wall. 
At that point, she felt something or someone grab her feet. She was instantly flipped over and landed on top of her husband. At that point, she felt herself being pulled out of bed in the direction of the foot of the bed. She indicates that she tried to scream or kick, but was unable to. As As she was being pulled towards the foot of the bed... She indicates that she dragged her arms behind her across her husband's chest. At that point, she, when she was about one half of the way out of bed, her memory of the event ends. Next thing she remembers is standing in the kitchen in her nightgown. She remembers looking towards the east-facing windows, which were flipped out as if the windows were on a hinge. Please note. The kitchen windows slide open and do not hinge out. It is also noticeable or notable that it was mid-November and therefore cold outside. <laughs> so it's not like right. they have any windows open. Okay, so uh, she's in the kitchen standing in her nightgown and she was facing her windows. And she felt that she had somehow come mm-hmm. in through the window. While standing in the kitchen, she observed a bright light outside, approximately above the house and slightly to the east. The light shone in the window projecting onto the kitchen floor. She initially thought it was a yard light, but when she investigated on subsequent nights, she noted that the yard light does not project onto the floor, but onto the north wall of the kitchen. And being that it's stationary, that should be pretty... Um, provable. You know, a yard light's not going to move and pretty much will be the same all the time. (laughs) So she indicates that she, quote, felt weird, but going back to bed now is what's quoted there. She also indicates that she felt a hand, which she described as comforting, on her shoulder. She felt at one point that it might have been This entity seemed to convey a reassurance that it's okay, go to sleep. And at that point, she went to bed. It's fine. You were kidnapped, but it's fine. It's fine. Go to night. So a short time later, she awoke like in a fright, feeling very upset about what had happened. And this event still frightens her. Also, the, uh, roughly the day after the encounter, her shoulder felt sore. And um, I'm assuming that might have been the shoulder she was touched on. Yeah. I don't, I okay. don't know. They didn't note that here. So the pain uh, continued for several days. And then what's all very interesting about this is the family discovered ground traces in the backyard within a few days of this event. So if we remember correctly, it's November. So there's probably snow. It's Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So most likely. Right. Um, but they were able to locate some um, stuff on the ground that didn't make sense okay. to what their activities were and what they had known happened. So there was also another picture they showed um, on the website of these tr- ground traces. And I can't really tell at all what it is. Um, but you know those fences that are, um, let's say they're orange, but they have like a whole oh, bunch of holes in them. It's and a they're snow usually fence. around. Lake. A snow fence. Oh, what? A snow. Okay, a snow fence. Mm-hmm. They have a snow fence, and um, there is green grass, but there's also like very light colored circular thing that also goes towards one direction, and it's sort of weird. And I don't know what it is, but um, lastly, they said that if there were any events um that happened that anything would have been seen from the highway because they must live near one. Um, her husband was mm-hmm. in the bed with her, obviously, but he did not um, awaken when supposedly he's like, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> this happens all the time. So those are the abductions and visits. Those are Marcus. spectacular. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Thank you. I love it. 
And at first I'm sitting here going, what the heck yeah. are these classifications? A and four and all those things. So I Googled it and I found um, a website that listed all of them. Because I'm assuming people were like so tired mm-hmm. of like, what mm-hmm. is this? It doesn't even make any sense. So that's how I got the descriptions of what those actually meant. Because those were remember what that website was? I probably have it bookmarked, so I will look. So if you're ever reeling, <laughs> reading an alien <laughs> abduction, um, what's the abduction thing? You'll be able to figure out the classifications are. Thank you. You are welcome. And I know I have it saved because okay. I was wanting to look. So I'll have to all look. right. Shall I tell my tale now? Okay. So I was going to do a paranormal story this week. And I found one, and I was like, oh, this is going to be really good. And then as I read more into it, I was like, okay, and what else? And then, and then there were, like, <laughs> no sort of, like, experiences that any anybody had had at this place. So I was just kind of like, okay, well, I guess that's enough done now. So I, I chose instead a true crime story. Okay, so this is the story of little Lord Fauntleroy, the murder victim. Okay, so mm-hmm. little Fauntleroy. F A U N T L E R O Y. Yep. T L E R O Y? Yeah. Oh, it's one You're word. Like, okay. Leroy. <laughs> Fauntleroy. Leroy. I'm like, okay. Oh, All right. All right. So. All right. On March 8th, 1921, the remains of a young boy were discovered floating in a quarry pond, not quarry, a quarry pond near O'Laughlin Stone Company in Waukesha, Wisconsin by employee John Rillich, which I always want to pronounce Waukesha as Wokesha. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about this because I think it's oh, said Waukesha. You know, there's probably a lot. <laughs> probably correct i have no idea that's i don't on... know but that's how i feel i just like to call it well kesha so i'm just gonna call him that from now on okay so authorities estimated I... that he was around the boy was around five to seven years old and had blonde hair and brown eyes he was also missing a tooth from his lower jaw he'd been struck with a blunt instrument and had been in the water for many months which you're probably thinking like a few months in the winter they figured he came okay. from an affluent family as he was wearing a gray sweater, Munsing underwear, which is a brand, black stockings, a blouse, okay. and patent leather shoes, which <laughs> apparently I wrote a comment next to it, which just said, sure, Jan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So he was thus dubbed Little Lord Fauntleroy. Sorry. Okay. So police displayed his body in a <laughs> that's like, it that and that's the story good night <laughs> they found a boy okay. I love it okay <laughs> police displayed his body in a local funeral home <laughs> as well as in a funeral home in Milwaukee Wisconsin so people could come and try to identify him but no one was able to do so so they buried his body on March 17th 1917 the picture of the boy was put in papers all across the Midwest, but no one was able to come forward with any identification. Um, a group of people even put forward a $1,000 reward for any information on who this boy was. An employee of the Stone Company said that five weeks prior to the discovery of the boy, they had been approached by a woman wearing a red sweater who was crying and who was also asking if they had seen a little boy in the area. There's a company by a man who was watching the area, and the couple left the, in a Ford vehicle and were never seen again. When a lead came forward that someone had seen a woman commit suicide by jumping into the quarry, police had explosives set off there in the hopes of finding the woman um, who could have possibly been linked to his disappearance. Oh boy. Um, unfortunately, nobody was ever found when they did the explosives. Authorities believe that the young boy could have been abducted from a wealthy family in a different location and was disposed of somewhere else to prevent his identification. Medical examiners determined he was already dead before being put in the water as there was very little water left in his lungs. 
sightings of a woman wearing a heavy veil were seen by his grave, and the woman would leave flowers. Some speculate that she knew the true identity of the boy. A medical examiner in Milwaukee mm. had at one time let on that investigators thought there might have been a connection between the young boy and Homer LeMay, who was a six-year-old who had disappeared around the same time that the child had died. Homer supposedly died in a car accident while on a trip to South America. His father, Edmund, said he had been under the care of a family of friends called the Nortons, um, but there was no record of his death. Edmund said that he had learned of his son's death from a South American newspaper that gave a detailed account of the accident. Detectives were unable to find any information on the accident, the existence of the Nortons, and Edmund was accused of falsifying his wife's signature while she was missing, but was found not guilty, which I'm gonna have to, we're going to have to like cover that story later because that's wild. Yeah. Um, really a Chicago crazy. man once insisted that the boy was his nephew who had been kidnapped by their father and threatened to kill like the boy and like other siblings. Um, but the children had been found alive and well, so that lead was dismissed. All right, I'm coming up. Okay. Yeah. And we're talking yeah. about Fauntleroy, yep. right? So, okay. almost a hundred years have passed since his discovery, and no one has come forward to identify the boy, and his case has never been solved. And then, hmm. and now, That's and I'm just going to follow up here with this kind of like weird twist. Um, I found a Bustle okay. article that came out um, that had the Twitter thread called Dear David and that it could be linked to Little Lord mm-hmm. Fauntleroy. Twitter user John Lockins oh, tweeted out a theory that the ghostly little boy David, who has been haunting Twitter user uh, at Moby underscore dickhead, also named Adam Ellis could be the mysterious young boy found in the quarry pond years ago. The link um, that goes to Little Lord Fauntleroy because of his misshapen head, which, according to the Twitter, um, was supposedly yeah. caused by a fallen shelf at a store, a leather shoe that Ellis found above his apartment, uh, but they're thinking it's probably unlikely that it's the same boy because Little Lord Fauntleroy was in Wisconsin, Ellis is located in New York. But very spooky ooky nonetheless. Okay. I love that because I I didn't fully in um believe Dear David, yeah. but I loved yeah. the journey. Like I just sort of immersed myself. I was like, just believe it's real and real. It is, it's really it creepy. Really good and spooky. The pictures that he posts are very, very creepy. So that's a good threat yes. to read if you're ever in need of also not sleeping at night. Yeah, and it would take yeah. it would take yeah. quite a long time to it read it. Too. And it's yeah. so good. But I that really is a story. Yeah. I know. So for him. I wonder what happened. And let's say that lady is his mom mm-hmm. or knows him. It's like why wouldn't you want a, yeah. a proper funeral? Yeah, apparently there was like a woman who lived in uh, the town who kind of like gathered money from like a bunch of people so that he could have like a proper burial instead of just being in like a pauper's grave. So I can't remember the name of the cemetery, yeah. but it's like Prairie something cemetery over in the areas where he's buried. Okay. And she, and that lady specifically would go Well, so him, I think she would visit his would. grave, but not like all the time. But the lady with like the veil on, nobody knows who she was. Oh, okay. But that, and what? that doesn't make so much sense because there was some lady, oh, did they think that, um, one lady had committed suicide there, and thought that yeah. was his mom. There's too. a lot of so theories couple, going around with that. It was like there was a woman in the red sweater okay. who came before he, they found his body. Um, there was a woman who committed suicide in the quarry after they found his body. So it's kind of like, who was, who was his mom? Who was his real mom? Yeah. And I mean, I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but it's not like pedophilia mm-hmm. is like yeah. a new thing. And we've had yep. plenty of child killers that yeah would use them and, and they, then do it. Yeah, they said that that. Um, so I mean, his body was really taking like they took care of him before they killed him. 
<clears throat> oh, jeez. It sort of makes sense, that first theory with the red sweater lady, because they were in a vehicle, yeah. and this was early 1900s, so that would have been yeah. like, a family that was affluent, yep. like he supposedly mm-hmm. is. So I should wow. point out, like, my sources are from Wikipedia. Weird Wisconsin, your travel guide to Wisconsin's okay. local legends, best kept secrets by Linda Godfrey. The Boy in the Water from AmericanHauntingsInc.com. And then from Bustle, Who's Little Lord Fauntleroy? Twitter, thanks to your David, is connected to this historical and self murder. Yeah, I was kind of like, I saw it, and I was just like, What? And I picked it out, and I was like, yeah, it's probably not him, but great. Love it. Yeah, and what I do like is that it Mm -hmm. hopefully got people Mm -hmm. thinking about it again. Yeah. That uh, investigate these things. Yeah. Sorry, Little Uh, Lord. My title of this one was just like, Little Lord Fauntleroy, murder victim. Legend one just be like, yeah, my story is Little Lord Fauntleroy. We're going to do the story today. <laughs> it is. I think it sounds like a up. book title. To the Google. <laughs> That'd be sort of sad now. Oh, yeah, before. Oh, the Lord. Want I mean, how'd they come up with this name? Because that's what he. Well, got it's from named a book afterwards, right? Yeah, it's from. Oh, I see, see I'm here. Sorry. I, I'm I'm here. Find you. By Francis Hodgson, Hodgson Burnett from the 18, looks like it's from 1885 or 1886. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, that's so it's not like they're like, little Lord Fauntleroy. Pants and shoes. Pants shoes. He had like the same kind of like styling as the boy. So that's why they called him that. It worked. Is well, that on his grave too? Did it say? No, because <laughs> then so many questions. You get more that. information. See little Fauntleroy grave. Yeah. You still there? Okay, my screen just went dark, so I was like, "Hello." Yes. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. Okay. No, it just says unknown boy found <laughs> in the upland query. Corey. Keep wanting to say Query. Wow. We work too much with Query. Query. He's, bo- he's buried Corey. in the Prairie Home Cemetery. Okay. At work, yeah. soon you'll be like, can you run that Query? <laughs> can you run a Query for me? But <laughs> what? Query. <laughs> What's kind of what creepy is when you go to the Wikipedia page for him, there's a sketch of the victim. So it's just like this, like picture of this little boy. It's very sad. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Clackety 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 clackety. Clackety clackety clackety. Oh, he comes up as a searchable. Yeah, I don't know. Let me look at that one. I don't think it's about him. No, it's about like the book. Oh. All right, so what am I? I got. I got. Just that looking Google for the Wikipedia page. Oh, okay, we're at her. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Keep the keyboard scrolling. Yeah. Oh, this must not. What do you mean? Him though. Yeah. No. Yeah. Look. Oh, up. it's about the book. Victim. Hi guys, how are you doing? Well, we're just googling. <laughs> googling so much fun. Okay. I can do that. Oh, here we go. I got, I got, I got go it. Along. Oh, yeah. Now. How cute is he, though? Oh, he's the other super cute. Yeah. He's so cute. No, oh but he's God, disappeared. He's <laughs> so for little Lord Fauntleroy, yeah. he has some nice it's hair. very, like, thick. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of hair, I did my oh, hair boy. when it was wet today. 
And I don't think I looked in the mirror. So when I look at it now, I'm like, I've got these like Tanya Harding bangs going on. <laughs> I love um I take a bath after I work out at night mm-hmm. and then I don't mm-hmm. dry or fully dry it or brush it. So then when I get up in the morning, it's like all it's a nice and narrow like, yeah. <laughs> the so beautiful. I'm like, can I go to work like this? I'm not even going to brush it. <laughs> we should just have a day when we have like a group meeting in the morning and just not take a shower or anything beforehand and just see how we all look when we wake up in the morning. <laughs> no makeup. No, like, no makeup. Hair, no nothing. No, mm-hmm. no washing face. Yes, in our prime. <laughs> I I um suggest I'll make a groovy email. <laughs> Linda, <you> no. <laughs> no. Mm, no thanks. How about on your list? No. Oh. <laughs> Think about maybe. It. All right, <laughs> we'll be covering All right. Spookiness. So we got Mr. Marcus and we got Little. Lord. I want to know what I want to know what Marcus's bangs look like. Some good names. They're not full bangs down to like the top of your yes. eyebrows. They look Great. um short just all- of like half. Um, I I'll send you it. Yeah. Um I can't do it on my phone. Let's okay. See. Yes. I will send it to Please. you though, or snap it at you, so you can see this beautiful drawing. That makes and it remember, even more a weird. Face. <laughs> a wild, wild alien. <laughs> <laughs> he was muscular and tall. He had long, flowing locks and muscular arms, and he had a cat face. <laughs> oh, okay. So she wrote like this little thing about her drawing, and it says, um, Something about the figure was animalistic. Strong male soldier, lion or cat. This lady watched Thundercats one day, and and then Hercules. That's what I feel. And then she went to bed, and she just woke up like in that half dream, like state, and was just like, "Oh my god, what a beautiful man." I, know, yeah. I sort of feel like she enjoyed it a lot. Like she doesn't say it, it just, but in it her just description, going on it like just, he was it's too much. Funny. <laughs> yeah. There's so many words she puts. It's funny. All right. All right, my friend. Yeah. Well, we will see you guys. Future. Soon. Keep cool. In the future. Stay healthy. Stay inside. Mm-hmm. Um, thank mm-hmm. you if you're a frontline worker. Yes. Yes. And safety and first. Always. Safety first. Okay, bye. Bye.